Welcome to another episode of No BS with Brian and Susan, episode 14. Today's episode is titled, Shut Up, Man. <laughs> and if you don't know what that's in reference to, uh, you didn't watch the debate last week. So we are talking debates, elections, movie, TV updates, and of course, our blind watch Uh you, we will talk about it later in the show, but um, let me welcome my co-host, Brian Kluger. What's up, Susan? Are we going to be debating movies today? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a debate. But <laughs> we're gonna Are we just... in the same location right now? It seems like we are. Oh my gosh, I totally didn't even realize we, we basically did. We picked the same background, kind of. <laughs> I think I have like a red thing right here, like a little red. I, my stage is red, the floor. Oh, okay. We're in different uh, time periods then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm, I'm glad to be back with you and debates and elections and movies. It's all coming to a head. Uh, yeah. We've been talking to it for a while and we have lots to discuss. Oh my. Much. So what are we starting off with? I guess we can start with uh, the movie news of, I mean, everything's pushed back. Like, this is, I think we've caught wind that it does not work. Tenet did not do well. Mulan did not do well. And the the Dunes officially pushed back. Yeah, so Tenet was supposed to be the movie. I mean, if there was no COVID, it was probably going to make a billion dollars. Most likely in the world over a billion dollars worldwide and probably close to, I would imagine four or 500 million in the U S but Susan, how much did tenant make in the U S like 20 million? Uh, I think. So oh far, yeah. 40 so million. far. Yeah, oh, 40 I was, million. I was thinking opening weekend. Yeah. Opening weekend. I think 40 million after like what being a month open or something like that. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. I saw a trailer for it too. Like they're like, if you want to watch, the hottest movie this summer or something is like Tenet in theaters. I'm like, yeah, it's the only movie in theaters right, right? now. So yeah, to watch. like $40 million and then Mulan did nothing on, uh, <laughs> on mm-hmm. Disney plus, And yeah. that was a big sign. We talked about it here on the show. Susan and I did. And yeah. was, uh, I, now everything's being pushed back to mm-hmm. so push back. Uh, so Dune is being pushed back officially to October, 2021. No time to die is pushed back to April, 2021. And I just recently found out from you that Batman has officially been pushed back from 2022. And I'm sure Robert Pattinson getting COVID didn't help their case. <laughs> right. I'm actually, cause I think they have, uh, they have an actual date for Batman pushed to, yeah, pushed to 2022, but I believe, uh, okay, so there's no release date yet. I thought there was, um, but yeah, just 2022. So, I mean, holy shit, that's like a, could be a year and a half or more, two yeah. years from now that we will see Batman, but they weren't even done filming, so. Right, right. It's just insane. I mean, like, Going on to my next question with this, it's just like, how are movie theaters going to survive this? Like, can they? 
So no, not in the immediate future. I mean, we've talked about this before and I think we agreed on that movie theaters are, they're they're not going to be the same like we know them. Like maybe in 10 years, but I think it's going to be, but I think it's going to be quite like um, airports at 9-11. Like yeah. airports were very different before 9-11 and now they were, then they changed drastically and now it's the new norm. Movie theater is mm-hmm. going to be the same way. And like we saw, um, all of Regal cinemas, is that right? Uh, yes, it was Regal. Yep. Yeah. Have shut down. Like they mm-hmm. are not open. They are closed for, there's no chance of them opening for the foreseeable future. AMC, they- however, came back and said yeah. they're staying open because of a pact with Universal Studios, which mm. if, I mean, AMC is known for like their big cineplexes. That's where the, the term comes from. They have like 30 actual theaters in there. And that's a lot of real estate. That's a lot mm-hmm. of rent uh, and a lot of employees. There is not going to be enough money coming in to keep these open. So... I don't know yeah. what they're going to do. What do you think? Well, I think I saw the news about the Regal cinemas, but I think even before COVID, Regal was definitely not the um, the top movie theater choice for people. I think it's, it's it was... Cinemark and AMC, right? Cinemark and AMC have been the top two for sure. And then, it, I mean, I'm kind of curious how drive-ins have been doing through this whole thing. If well, drive-ins are, have probably gone up like 500% yeah. just because... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which is good, but there's not many of them. You have to drive right. here and there, depending on where you are. And some of them are like makeshift right now. Like right. One, like right by the house here by you mm-hmm. and I on 75 and Lemon. Mm-hmm. And it's just an inflatable screen in like mm-hmm. a grass lot. So I don't know how that exactly works, but not exactly going to the theater and what are they showing? They're not showing much. Yeah. They're showing like old, old films, old films. And so in addition uh, to AMC Cinemark and Regal Cinemas, we've been seeing, you know, smaller chains such as Alamo draft house that just in Dallas alone, they closed six of their theaters, like in North Texas, like permanently, like they ain't opening again. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The Alamo Drafthouse ones are shutting down for good? I believe so. I, if that's what I read, I think the only ones that are open are the <laughs> the original location that first opened Richardson. here. Not, in Richardson. Not original forever, like for right. the, like no, the here. one for Dallas. And then the one um, by Lake Highlands. Uh, Lake Highlands. The yeah. rest are closed. Like, and I, I thought... It was just they're temporarily shut down those other locations. Because Are you looking that up right now to make sure I'm right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I thought they had said permanently closed. But oh I gosh. could be wrong. Permanently? Holy shit. Is that what it says? Uh, no, not yet. I'm okay. <laughs> trying that, to see. Because when I read that, I was like, oh, my God, babe. I mean, because, I mean, with Alamo Draft House, especially in North Texas, they did not do a slow rollout. It was kind of like when In-N-Out Burger opened here. It wasn't just like one. And then like a year later, they opened another one. They opened many within the span of like a year or so uh, mm. or a year or two. So there was like just tons popping up. And I'm not quite sure how crowded they all were um, because they were in varying locations. I think Lake Highlands and Richardson were, you know, 
in high traffic areas where the others maybe weren't so much, but Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. It says temporarily closed. Okay. Temporarily. Okay. So I was wrong. So it's not permanently closed. Right. That being, you never know. It could be later, but right now it's temporarily. Yeah, they're temporary closed. I don't know what they have worked out with their, you know, landlords or renters, but I mean, this is not going away anytime soon. They're no. not going to pay rent for three years or two years. I don't see them reopening. That's my only thing is like, could they do kind of a forgiveness thing with these with movie theaters specifically kind of like what they were doing for, cause during this time they did the thing where they let homeowners or, you know, uh, get a break from mortgage student loans, got a break. Maybe they'll try to pull something like that with the movie theaters. So it has to be like three entities working together. It has to be banks, the lender mm-hmm. and, uh, or the, the banks and the borrower and everybody else has to work in conjunction together to actually allow that to happen because something as big as a theater is going to be what, you know, might be 15 to 30 grand a month or more mm-hmm. to rent a space. And so as opposed to having a tenant not paying you a thousand dollars a rent, there's a big money difference. So it just depends if the banks will allow this and if that goes well, but you know, if things are being delayed until late 2021 or even 2022, I don't think that's going to be the case. I mean, I really do, like we said in previous episodes, do believe that theaters will change and they will more than likely go away for the time being and it'll all be VOD stuff. Yeah, that's, I'm sure they're trying to figure out a way to make the VOD more of a a thing than uh than whatever real actual theaters. I don't know if this will maybe pop up, maybe allow for more drive-ins closer by. Like I know there was, there was a coyote drive-in in in Louisville that only lasted for like a year or two or something. It didn't even last very long, but now it's like, I wish that was there because it was a closer option. Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. And Mm. so as of right now, you know, Top Gun was one of the Top Gun sequel. Top Gun 2 was one of the first movies to be pushed back. It was summertime and now it's Christmas time. I still don't think that's going to be released on Christmas in theaters. No. Because really the only thing open right now is maybe independent theaters like Angelica or now AMC, but Mm -hmm. I don't see people going out to theaters. Like it ain't going to happen. So I'm willing to bet they're going to be pushed back till summer of 2021 at least. Yeah. It lists most of the Christmas movies. So um, it's, <laughs> oh boy. Christmas is going to be different this year. This is, this is sad. I like probably won't be going to a movie at Christmas this year. Yeah. So. A lot of people do that. You know, yeah. it's a, it's a thing. You go out to eat, go to breakfast, you go see a movie or two during mm-hmm. Christmas day or Christmas Eve. And that's, it's a thing. That's what people do. And yeah. it just, it can't, it, it shouldn't happen just because, <laughs> there's not going to be anything to see that i there's mean as much as i want to see tom cruise again it's just yeah. not the right time right or yeah. are we in agreement with that yeah no for sure it's not i think at this point i've accepted it i'm like all right guys it's just not working out it's not the same let's get through let's get to 2021 let's reevaluate i mean apparently there's vaccines coming in within the weeks according to somebody so We'll see. <laughs> we'll see about that. But. Right, right. Yeah, inject Clorox into yourself. Yeah, whatever. Uh, 
Right. Um, so not only has this COVID and the pandemic affected theaters like this closing down, it's affected streaming services too. As Netflix just announced, they have straight up canceled their hit TV show, one of their top 10 TV shows, Glow, the female wrestling movie or series that has had three seasons. A year ago, they were renewed for a fourth and final season and they started shooting before COVID and finished an episode or two. Well, as of yesterday, Netflix just straight up canceled (laughs) Glow. Ain't coming back. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Just wait. (laughs) Just wait till people can get back together. Because like I know with a TV show like Glow, there's quite a few characters, more so than other um, TV shows where you might have two or three characters on screen at a time. But with Glow, there's maybe 15 or 20 characters Um, on screen at a time because it's a pro wrestling show. And with pro wrestling, they're actually touching, getting physical with each other. So I get there's a bigger risk in Mm -hmm. making this show, but just wait, don't cancel it. You didn't leave off like you were going for a fourth and final show to have an ending and you just straight up cancel it. Just wait. What, what are you, I don't get it. Why they would do that. Why are they losing money? Like with production? Like, I don't know. Just stop production. Don't pay anything. Let the actors do other projects until y'all can come back and do the show. Just don't cancel it. Man, yeah. I love that show. So I think other, maybe that's, that's happening. Like Hollywood really hasn't started ramping up yet. Like we've been hearing articles or reading articles that have said like production is going to resume on all these movies and TV shows this month. But I guarantee you, just like Batman, there's going to be COVID outbreaks mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're going to have to stop production again. So uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like, it's interesting. It, the, the commissioner of the NBA like did it perfectly. Like he set up a bubble for his players the NBA players and like none of them have COVID. <laughs> but Good. Meanwhile, yeah. No, they haven't. Like he, he implemented this thing that and they're still playing. None of them have COVID, but like NFL, they just had COVID outbreaks with different teams, you know? And mm-hmm. I think some of the hockey players recently had COVID. So it's just, it's really weird. So I don't know how Hollywood's going about it. It's all uncharted territory, but now you just hope that your favorite, other favorite TV shows aren't doing aren't going to do that as well Mm -hmm. which kind of brings us into you know our reality shows like big brother and bachelorette susan Mm -hmm. they're going on they're happening they are they're making it work uh i mean bachelorette premieres this or next tuesday october 13th they uh released a new trailer for it i mean i i've i know i've mentioned before how they were able to pull it off you know they they get the people, the crew, the cast, they get them COVID tested, keep them quarantined. I mean, they isolate them for sure. I know like some stuff that they did different, like normally they put the men or the women like com- that are, you know, competing in a one big house and shared rooms. Well, because they are at this like resort, everybody gets their own bedroom. Um, you know, they're doing COVID tests three times a week. Sounds like it's very safe like they're on top of it and they're able to make it work uh i i don't assume that you watch the trailer for this show but it's uh it looks great i cannot wait i've been craving like we missed out on bachelor it was supposed to air in may we were supposed to get one of my favorites which is bachelor in paradise which is essentially just like 
all the people who were broken up with at a freaking beach just hooking up with each other. It's so entertaining. And then um, we were supposed to also get like this spinoff summer games, which is like a, well, you know, summer Olympics thing. But uh, so, yeah. And then right around this time is typically more closer to when they're going to, they would normally do the bachelor would come, but anyway, so I'm really excited. The trailer looks really good. They have been saying that, Claire is 100% the bachelorette, which is a little weird. They're like throwing, I feel like they're throwing us off a bit because Tasha Adams is also supposed to be the bachelorette because apparently Claire leaves pretty early on in the season because she's met for one. These are all rumors. Nobody knows what's true or not. They got us really good last season with Peter's season. Like I had no clue that that's the way it was going to end. And I have a feeling I'm not I don't really know what's happening with uh, Claire's season, but I am excited to find out. <laughs> yes, you are. So you're going to have to remind me to watch this when this airs so we can have You're actually going to watch it. I'm going to give it like a few weeks and so we can talk about it. So yeah. we'll see. Like I okay. didn't like transitioning into big brother i didn't think i'd like big brother because i just don't like reality tv show like that but mm-hmm. i got caught up in the last few years i do it now you know our our lovely friend matt mungle and i do a podcast with it the big brother podcast so i may we might do a bachelorette podcast who knows <laughs> susan um but yeah going in line big brother has been uh happening for the last couple months and at the end of October will be their finale. This past week, they had a crazy first time Big Brother thing ever where they evicted uh, three people in one night live, uh, which is pretty crazy and hilarious because everybody in this house is stupid and idiotic. So it's great to see a lot of them go. Um, But yeah, no, it was just chaos. It uh, It was chaos live TV where three people had to uh, be evicted live which means they have to do a comp they have to have a veto they have to evict and do the same thing three times so that was amazing (laughs) and now since that happened there are no more minorities on the show which is really telling because they kind of evicted all the minorities off very early (laughs) no it's really no it's like a thing (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty shitty <laughs> no it's it's crazy so there's like an alliance in the big brother house with basically like the douchiest jocks ever and they're just winning everything and they're like blatantly don't like these other people it's <laughs> so horrible no it is horrible like it's like made like uh trending topics and stuff like that and i'm pretty sure they're going to mention it on finale night when people come back for it to vote on the uh winner but yeah no it's crazy so but yeah it, wow. it was a it was a big week finally because the most of the season has been terrible but a lot of things happened but yeah that's big brother stuff um and then uh yeah other huge news since we were last on which i don't know if i believe or not i mean yeah. i feel like it's a ploy for an election but susan the uh trump Allegedly got COVID. Yeah. Uh, which is just so amazing <laughs> and ironic and karma-like. Yeah. Just out of all people, he got it. And then now 
since he got it, so many people in, close to him have gotten it. Right. And I'm just so happy about it. And <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> and, but he got COVID. And that's not the craziest part. Because we don't know if he actually got COVID, but it's right. what he's done since then. Yes. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense either. So, Susan, please explain it. Right. Um, yeah. So, apparently he got it. I think it was like, what was it? Like Friday, Friday. Thursday. It fr- yeah, yeah. It, was, it was Friday. Friday they <laughs> announced that he got it. And it was like him and Melania got it. And then everybody who was at this, like, uh, Rose Garden event where he announced his nominee for uh, RBG's replacement, which I'm like, stop it. Don't. <laughs> Not now. Um a lot of people from this event are all getting COVID. And that's the only thing that's making me think like, is it real? Because I'm like, there's, I don't know if Trump actually got COVID just based on the way that he's acting since I'm with you. I'm wondering if this was all a ploy, if this is just his way, because especially the things that he's saying now, I'm like, I don't know if I believe it, but. What is he saying now? What is he saying now? So he literally, well, we know that he, during the time that he was there, you're supposed to quarantine for two weeks when you have COVID. All right. He leaves the hospital. He gets flown to Walter Reed Hospital. He's there for three days. He gets discharged after three days. That sounds really weird to me. Um, And he was sending videos about how well he was doing. He was kind of not feeling great, but he's okay. And then he does a drive to his fans, uh, exposing his... Uh, secret service people in the car just so he can make a wave to people and it, it, it doesn't make sense like it like allergies are an all-time high right now do you yeah. think he just had an allergy like where he had like a cough or like a sore throat or a sneeze and they're like he has let's tell everybody he had covid and he doesn't and he's gonna beat it and this is right. for his election because he's saying stuff right now that he's like, I've felt better than I have in, in 20, 20 years. years. Yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah, he's saying that he, he, he legit said, don't be afraid of COVID. And which, which is insane. That is so, so horrible to say to the people who, the 200,000 plus people who've lost their lives, which, uh, I mean, many celebrities have fired back at this tweet that he made. Uh, COVID's you know, not a big deal. Like I've known people that got COVID mm-hmm. and they are laid out, man. They are laid yeah. out. They are young people, strong, fit, and they are fucking laid out for two or three weeks, man. They can't move. They It, it knocks them out. Right. And that's why I don't think he had it. I think this was all a ploy. Like maybe he had a runny nose and they're like, he has COVID. Right. And I, I, I don't believe it. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Maybe that's probably what it is because in the video he does he does seem a little sick. Like I, I will admit, I'm like, okay, he doesn't. He looks a little under the weather, but I maybe that's what it was. Maybe makeup, it was just makeup and act sick. Well, he's not a very good actor, but okay. Um, <laughs> but that's that's possible. That is possible. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I, I definitely lean on. I think this is all a ploy, especially now that he's saying like. I feel better than I have in 20 years and I feel so great. And it's like, it's so insensitive because like, dude, you get the best doctors and medicine that you can possibly, you're the president. So you're going to get top quality like treatment. The a regular person on the street is not going to get that. Like that's why people are dying. So 
just very insensitive to the people who've lost their lives, the people who are suffering with it to just say, don't be afraid. And that's, it's, it's, so it just makes me think he's trying to be, he's going to come back to the next debate and be like, I had it. I had it. I was good. Joe, did you have it? No, I had it. Yeah, no, that's good. Exactly what happened. I beat it. And like, let's, yeah. we can only hope, we can only hope he goes the way Herman Cain did. Cause Herman Cain did the same thing. Oh, he just, he literally, Herman Cain was like, I got it. I feel better. It's not a thing. And then like a month later he's gone. And you're just uh. kind of like, let's hope this happens. Like, Oh my God. And like, maybe, maybe it's going to uh, happen that it comes back in full force and he has to resign and then Pence mm. takes over and pardons him for I, future crimes. Could right. <laughs> well, I don't want Pence to take over either. It's so hard for me. I cannot, unfortunately, like not unfortunately, I just, I can't wish like death upon anyone. That's just like, feels so like it's going to bite me in the ass one day. But I, with, with Trump, I just, I just don't like whatever, like whatever. I just don't care. Like I, whatever. Sure. You can get better. It's fine. If you get better, I just, I don't want you to downplay this virus because obviously it caused a global pandemic and hundreds of thousands of people have lost their lives. So it's just, don't try to act like it's no big deal. That's really, and like maybe it needs to be a bigger deal for him. No, but it's not going to be. And he's going to be responsible for more deaths because of this. And that's Mm -hmm. why I say the things that I do. Like, yeah, a vile, malicious, evil person like Pence is horrible. Mm -hmm. But I don't think Pence would do anything that he's doing, be tweeting like this or anything like this. I got to believe that because he's kind of been quiet. He doesn't go after people. I feel like maybe even Pence has a good family life. Kind well, of like, like Bush, but Bush is kind of like a good person, maybe deep down. I think Bush is a good person, yeah. But a horrible yeah. president. But I do right. think Donald is awful. Like, he's just a bad person. Yeah. And he doesn't care about anybody but himself. And That's true. He's responsible for a lot. And that's why I say the things that I do, you know, like, right. it, 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 with the way Herman Cain did, is the same thing Donald Trump's doing. Like, Herman Cade downplayed it, didn't believe in it. He got it. Then he kept on saying, tweeting, I feel great. I'm great. I'm good. I feel better. And then all of a sudden he passed. And so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, karma, karma happens like for sure. Karma's a bitch and it, it, could, it could happen. And you, you raise a good point about, um, I mean, Pence and that's, that's, I think he has more tact. I think that he knows how to at least like, that's one thing I've said is like, I don't know why Trump can't even like fake trying to be a, a decent human or say the things that he should say. But I mean, that just tells you what kind of person he is. Cause he can't even fake it. Right. No, you know, he can't, I think, yeah, it, it's awful. So, uh, uh, um, so yeah, all these, all the celebs, you know, in their infinite followers and bots have tweeted back at the, at them like, well, how could you, but yeah. Just why like, even I say mean, that? Why even do that? Like, there's nothing surprising about Trump, like, at right. all. Like, he's, he, there's no humanity in him at all. So, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, that's why they have to go, like, to the great beyond. Like, it's, it's, it's like Nazis. Like, Nazis don't have humanity. Like, they do not. They can't be taught it. They, they can't. They have to perish and i firmly believe that like they 
they're part of this murderous evil thing and there's no room for that like there's no humanity in them because i think like bush and pence have humanity in them even right right trump doesn't so um that's why yeah again that's why where i am where i am right now just i understand there's I no end to it and there's not going to be an end to it yeah hopefully come january 3rd he's out of office and he can go back to whatever he's doing so i i i guarantee you after trump is president whoever is going to be his bodyguards <laughs> for the rest of his life are going to have an awful time oh yeah i'm pretty sure if he sets out in public it's going to cause chaos i agree i think this is i don't know what's gonna happen i really don't know what's gonna happen with this uh oh this election because <laughs> i'm like i can't imagine like no, yeah, well, that's yeah, that's what we're going to talk about now. That's our yeah. main event today: right. debates and elections in movies, and that's mm-hmm. what we're going to do right now. Uh, all this movie TV update, and well, we have to talk about the president just because it's like a nothing like this has ever happened. So it's crazy. No, so, no, we've never. I don't think we've ever had a president like this. This is never. Oh, at no, least it's never. Happened. I've. I mean, in my lifetime. No, I've people never. know how to act generally. Right. It just, he doesn't. So Exactly. Uh, so elections and debates are happening right now. We don't know if we're going to have another debate for the presidential election, judging <laughs> by the last one. And the election, you know, everybody, the government is trying to, local and federal government are trying their damnedest to not get you to vote. And it's very frustrating. Um, Even uh, Texas and Dallas, I mean, they're they're trying to hinder you to vote by making it easy. So to vote, which it should be easy for everyone. And not making it easy. No, they're not. No, they're terrible, awful people. And so that's coming up. It is going, I think it's going to get super violent. I think it's going to be very chaotic and mass hysteria um oh come in the next couple of weeks i firmly believe that uh and we've talked about that but let's talk about movies and elections and debates susan take it away all right well this was actually a little bit tough to think about i mean there was there's quite a bit but uh well, okay well i guess before we get into the movies i i wanted to ask did you ever run for anything when you were in school like class president or treasurer or something like that did you ever run <laughs> I, I did i did did you okay i have st- i have weird stories about that by the way okay <laughs> so in high school i did run for student council oh all right i was elected treasurer for nice. band in high school and i didn't <laughs> i didn't really run for it <laughs> I'd like to think that the joke wise was that I was Jewish and I was one of the only uh, Jewish people in band. So I was voted treasurer without running for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really funny. They make that joke in uh, freaks and geeks, but it <laughs> did happen. So I did run for president in high school for student council, student council. Whoa. I did. However, I didn't get to fully run and I'll tell you why. So there was this girl uh, at high school that had been in student council for a while and her parents were involved in the school and stuff like that quite a bit. And 
I believe she, I'm trying to remember if she was president before, but she had held positions and she was running unopposed for student council president. And a couple of teachers had talked to me about doing that. And so I started running for president. Well, turns out I was called the principal's office and I was told I could not run because I had not been in student council for two years, which I had never heard that rule. And so she won unopposed. And so I'm pretty yes. sure she complained and it, that happened. So I didn't get wow. to run for it. Yeah, I know. I was like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> That's really unfair. No, it was, it was insane. So uh, I was like, whatever. Uh, I, 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 was, I was a thespian as well. So I had mm -hmm. other things and other clubs, but I, I was going to do it. What about you? What about you? I only, uh, okay, in high school, I did try, I got into the National Honor Society and I did try to run for treasurer, but it wasn't like a big campaign thing or anything like that because like class officers, those are bigger. Whenever you run for class officers, you put like posters all around the school because it's the entire student body um, like voting for you or at least student council. I mean, like when you do for student council and class officers, there, did you have both? We had both. We had class officers and we had student council. I think only student council was like president, vice president, secretary, yeah. uh, treasurer. And I'm trying to like, maybe like social chairs or something like that. But mm -hmm. I don't remember like class officers that came in from each grade to like delegate or something like that, that I remember. Yeah. We, we had both, but I didn't, I wasn't in any of those. I didn't want to be in any of those. Um, but I was, because I was already in national honor society and they were like, well, we're taking like election stuff. I remember, thinking I'll do treasurer because I don't feel like it's going to be as much work. Um, but I mean, I didn't like try very hard or anything. I did not get it. It was okay. I, I honestly don't even remember what I did to like run for it. Cause I think when you run for stuff, you need to like give some kind of speech mm -hmm. or some kind of presentation. I can't for the life of me remember what I would have even said, which is probably why I did not win. So <laughs> I don't even know who won. I can't even remember, but that was like the only time I think I ran for anything. Um, I know in elementary school, I was part of like, like a class officer kind of thing too. I can't remember. It wasn't student council, some sort of board, but can't remember it very well. I wasn't, I, I'll tell you right now. And I was having this discussion um, with my friend Holly. Like I've never wanted to be like a, a leader, like, like not, you know, like I never want to be like, Oh, I want to be like, I don't, I've never dreamed of being the president of the United States. That sounds like a terrible job, but even like, I don't want to be like that top dog, like boss in charge. I don't know. That doesn't appeal to me. Really? I think you'd be good at it. I think oh, I would be great you. as president. Oh my God. I would oh, love to. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I like well, you'd be a hell of a lot better than what we have right now for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I think so too. I think most 99% of people would be. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I, I like getting out. I like talking to people here in their sides and I enjoy that. And I like Kissing to work. babies, with, yeah. Kissing babies. <laughs> working with people, you know, to right. further better everything. I don't know. I like to do, that's why I wanted to be like, I was like, I'll do treasure. I don't mind being something like, I don't mind being a little bit high up, like, you know, like being in charge of like some things. I don't want to be the top, top person. I don't think I've ever liked that. I'd rather like help the top, top person. I like helping. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> 
It would be fun. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was my, my class president position, political career so far. <laughs> That's cool. Well, I was curious because I know in school, I mean, I, unless I don't think, I don't know if you had to do a debate for that, but did you ever had do like, were you in any debates? Like maybe, uh, for, for school at all. Cause I can remember like two specific debates we had to do like in, uh, I think I had to do one in summer school and one in elementary that popped in my mind. But I think like, didn't, did you ever have like assignments where you, you had to do a debate that sticks out for you? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> uh, debates definitely. Uh, cause I, I actually like to debate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and, yeah, I figure. And, and on controversial subjects too, especially especially in high school, because you know I went to high school in Garland and very very conservative there. Mm. And there's me, or it's not. So one of the times was when I remember it was in U.S. government. We were doing debates and political stuff, and uh, <laughs> the the teacher drew a line across the board and have X's drew X's at either end of the, of each of the line. So one on the left side, one on the right side. And then like one was far left, one was far right. And most of every, all of the class was very right wing. And I got to believe that's because of their parents and they didn't know any better. And they probably are still that way. Hopefully not. Um, And me, when I got up there, I drew the line further to the left, <laughs> marked my X and wrote Brian. And I debated like why, because everybody was like in gas. And I think the teacher was very left or very liberal. Uh, oh, that's good. But I said like, I, I, I addressed like the girls in the class. I'm like, really? You, you're pro uh, life? Why? You know, do you, so I, I so I talked about abortion, I debated the abortion, about oh, the pro-life okay. and stuff. And then again, I had a debate, I debated youth in Asia. <laughs> so, uh, like, you know, being put down. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I'm for that. And of course I'm pro-choice and very, very liberal. So those were two big debates uh, in front of classes that I absolutely did. Um Wow. And, those are big topics. Yeah, no, and, you know, for the time in the late nineties, those are pretty big topics too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wrote speeches, I debated, I had my facts and like uh, you know, citations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um to quote people. So, you know, I w- I've always been pretty liberal. And I don't know if I get that from my parents, probably, yeah. but it just made more sense to me uh to that aspect um but again growing up in texas and someplace like garland you were going to be met with some very religious white right-wing people um so i grew up with that i grew up with that um what about you did you get to debate any good things yeah well well, i'm curious really quick when how did that debate go were they like were the kids mad at you or did they respect your opinions whenever you did that a a little 50 50 i remember like some of the like because I think they're, I, I gotta think like, because when you're a certain age, if you don't, if you can't think on your own, cause I've always been able to think mm-hmm. on my own, really. Um, they're going off with their parents have said. Right. And done. Yeah. So I think that was that, but I raised good points and I think some people were like, this is a good point. Mm-hmm. I, but a lot of them were so steeped in their Southern Baptist stuff 
that they can't get past it. Their religion, mm-hmm. they, they couldn't get past, oh my, the pro-choice should actually be a thing. Like, you know, I was like, so I looked at them and I said, like, look, if you don't want to have an abortion, don't have one. Mm-hmm. But this person over here wants to have one. Why doesn't she get the right to choose what she does to her to herself? Why do you mm-hmm. have to say that it's wrong and that she can't do it? So, right, you know, there's that aspect of it. And then you know, we got into like, when does the you know when is it actually a human? You know, like yeah. it's it's not at conception. You know, so it's just it's right. a, it's a whole thing. So I don't know. It's uh, we we went into the whole thing, and so I think. Uh, with euthanasia, I think more people kind of change their minds rather than abortion. Because I think abortion is a hotter topic. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a it, it was a thing. So yeah, I got to research uh, Dr. Kevorkian and stuff like that back in the day. So that was always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's that's how it went. So I think to answer your question, I think their religion, their their Southern Baptist ways, kind of prevented them from seeing a different side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like for the most part that nobody got like mad or vicious at you. So that that's good because I just feel like these days, if someone had to do that debate right now, just with our current, you know, leaders, it it would be more vicious just because. No, it is. And I don't think there's a reason to get vicious just because if everybody's pro-life, you still get your way, you know? Yeah. Like you still get your way you still get what you want because the mm-hmm. lifers still are not going to have an abortion <laughs> themselves Other yeah. people will so i mean like it doesn't make sense to me like it's a win-win pro-life i mean, mean uh, pro-choice <laughs> yeah pro-choice it's a win-win i think so right right that makes sense um yeah, so with me, I had, well, on a much lighter debate that I remember always stands out. I remember in elementary school, they made us do a debate over the book Tortoise and the Hare, the one where like the, the bunny and the rabbit race. And I don't know if you know that story. You know, like the rabbit's like way in the lead and he, um, he sleeps. He, t- yeah, he, he takes fucks a around because he, he's too yeah. cocky. To- he's too cocky. <laughs> he takes a nap and then the tortoise beats him. And uh, our teacher, I remember, it was really interesting. She made us, like, do the debate of, like, who was in the wrong or who was in the right of, like, the win. And I remember having to be on the side of the rabbit. But when I researched it and looked into it, there was uh, the only thing I remember was that they're like, well, the, the tortoise did some unsportsmanlike. He kicks the dirt in the rabbit's face right at the beginning. So <laughs> I, remember, <laughs> I remember something as small as that, like – you had to like find any little thing you could like that's what it was it was like finding little things to be like well what about this what about that um so that was like the start of it which it did remind me that i remember when clinton was president when you were talking about that board thing i actually remember and i I don't even know if they can legally do this anymore or something but we had to like put on a board who we voted for i guess you legally can right i I don't guess we didn't I don't know if we did what we've like, they didn't put the names of what we voted for just like where we stood on like the liberal conservative route. I and think they, we, yeah, oh, no. no. And it had a list like their, yeah. why they are conservative or liberal. Well, I, I honestly think I remember us like them putting whoever Clinton was going against and it was like Ross Perot in the mix at the time. I feel like 
he was up there and so yeah i just remember that and i think at the time i'm sure i just said clinton because i didn't even know who the other people were uh but yeah i remember that but uh the one the one uh debate that i remember feeling kind of uncomfortable because i didn't really know uh much about it. it was in college when i was taking summer school at north lake we were doing um government it was, it was government and they made us debate uh on the side of if a man has a right to uh a one the baby that they so not pro-life not that it's just like does a man have a right to say what happens to the baby like of the of the woman's child or whatever which i was on the side of they placed me on the side of like the man does have the right and i remember specifically one girl she was in that i'll never forget she was like so what are you guys thinking because i'll just tell you right now i am totally against this that i don't think a man has a right to tell me what like the like the father of the child the father of the child is what she's talking about which honestly when i would say i i think a father should have some say but i think it's circumstantial it depends what's what's the situation obviously if he raped the girl no <laughs> so it just kind of depends <laughs> no it's a case-by-case case basis for sure yeah it's it's a it's a case that yeah so uh but it was really interesting because i remember feeling so uncomfortable so I was like, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to do this. And uh, I don't know. We, we did it as a group group thing. And um, But again, you know, I was never scared what people were going to think. I remember we were just doing it as an assignment, and there wasn't all that hostility that I feel there is now around this, these topics. I feel like at least then everybody was more respectful of each other's opinions. It didn't become such a I, I, I don't know. I just think like these days it's so like, how come you don't agree with me? <laughs> like, <laughs> how dare you? Like, it's just, it's so like, like you have to agree with align with Trump or right. You're, you're, you're trash. I don't know. No. Well, I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's a thing, but it's gotten to such extremes that people are like that. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, I remembered one more debate. I can't believe I forgot it, but I just remembered it. It actually, I was in the Dallas Morning News for it back in high school. Oh. So, at Sunday school um, at Temple Shalom, there was a teacher there that was also a lawyer, and so in high school, uh, he. Uh, put on this mock trial at an actual courthouse with judge barefoot Sanders, uh, as the judge, I was picked as the lead prosecution, oh. putting God on trial for crimes against humanity. <laughs> oh my God. That's awkward. <laughs> Whoa. It was amazing because yeah. that's all me. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, so I had like, it was my, it was, uh, myself and a classmate. Uh, we had our two, uh, we were the prosecution putting God on trial, and then there was a defense that defended God against crimes against humanity throughout the years. And uh, we had to bring witnesses and stuff like that. We had to like do a whole case on a day. And oh. so, like, a reporter came from Dallas Morning News and took a picture of it. Of course, of course, we I lost the case. Uh, but we know they're not going. Yeah. The judge is not going to uh, convict. God crimes against humanity. That was like, I, that's a weird topic. Like, how are you supposed to? I mean, I'm sure you did well. I just don't know. Oh, no, yeah. We had to bring in, like, Moses and, like, Uh, and stuff like that, you know? Like, like maybe, like, Holocaust survivors and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, you know? 
and like ask questions. And like as a high schooler, I mean, shit, I remember going to Richardson Public Library and like researching like cases and like, what is this? And like not really know what I was doing. Uh, and <laughs> trying to like learn like law uh, jargon, you know, courtroom mm-hmm. jargon. Uh, it was, it was, it was intimidating for sure because I mean, Judge Barefoot Sanders is pretty well known and like he was there, like he was the judge and yeah. Uh, but it was fun. I remember that. I'll have to find the article for that and send you. A yeah. Yeah. Send it to me. That sounds really cool. I would have been stoked as a kid if that happened. No, Wait, no how, I was how, like, how old were you? I must, I must've been 17. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was wow. in 17. And I don't know why I was picked. I was picked by my class to lead the prosecution. So they must have known early on that I was like, yes, yes, let's yeah. take on this person. Uh, let's, let's put them on trial for all this crazy shit. So, um, no, it was funny. So, uh, so like some of the classmates got to be in character as Moses or Noah or, you know, people <laughs> from the, the, the Old Testament and stuff. Like, it was pretty funny. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was good. So yeah, I did that debate and that was the, basically the start and end of my law career. <laughs> good job. Yeah. I didn't want to make you be a lawyer after that. <laughs> no, actually, you know, you know, my good friend Warren, mm-hmm. uh, he, he did his undergrad with engineering and, uh, after he had a job, you know, out of college for a few years, he decided he wanted to do law. And so he asked me if I want to do that. And so I actually bought an LSAT book and like read, like read some of it. I'm like, no, I don't want to be a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> but he did. And, you know, he's a successful lawyer now. And I think he loves it. Doing That's great. I, I definitely admire people that can be lawyers because I don't have that tenacity. I don't have that like, you know, you're out of order. This whole courtroom is out of order kind of thing. Well, like, how he explains it to me is that, you know, at least with patent law and with, I think, any kind of law is that your ability to tell a good story to mm-hmm. people, to, to jurors. Like, you have to be able to yeah. tell an amazing story, whether you're, and you're trying to prove innocence or guilt or whatever, it's mm-hmm. how you tell a story. So that's how, you know, that's how they do it. And I... I'm not as good as that could, I could probably could be at telling a story like that. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, no, they're, they do their, and they work a ton. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah, It's, it's a lot of work too. That's, that's cool. Yeah. But yeah, that um, was the start and finish of the law career with that putting God on trial. <laughs> Cause where do you go from there? Really? <laughs> yeah. Real. Which one of these days we'll have to do an episode about courtroom scenes, because I will tell you one of my favorite things to see in movies and that's why a lot of like films that I, that are I really love are like there's a great courtroom scene is is just watching like a lawyer get somebody like yes. I love it. It is the yes. one thing that I'm like oh I wish I could do it just for those moments, but that is there's so much more to the job than that. So right, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like such great cinema when that happens. I love that. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, so yeah. Um, are we going to talk about best elections and debates in movies and television? Yes. Yeah. I don't know if you want to start. Do you have any, do you want to start with any uh, films or did you want to do both all at the get go? Yeah, we can do both at the get go. Okay. Well, you can tell me your list and I'll tell you mine after. <laughs> all right. So here we go. I, I have a few. Okay. So, um, most recently, 
great movie from last year, The mm-hmm. Irishman. Uh, the Irishman oh, yeah. is all about an election and debates uh, with Jimmy Hoffa and mm-hmm. uh, the Teamsters, which was great and hilarious to watch him do that. Um, TV show, of course, Veep on HBO with Julia Louise Dreyfus. Uh, fantastic stuff. Um, I'm also going to go Napoleon Dynamite. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. Wonderful debate and election there. And it turns yeah. out perfect favor for him. <laughs> I uh-huh. make your wildest dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, a great movie with uh, Gina Davis, Michael Keaton, and uh, Christopher. Oh, suit the original Superman. What's his last name? Why did I forget it? Christopher Reeves? Christopher Reeves, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Called Speechless, about Christopher Reeves being a person running for office and Gina Davis and Michael Keaton being uh, speechwriters for them in their debates and elections. So pretty great there. Also the Uh Chris Farley movie, Black Sheep, (laughs) where Chris Farley's brother is running for Congress. Uh he, He screws it up. Also, nobody remembers this, a great election and debate movie. Holy shit, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. How is that? That whole movie is about an election and debate. That's how, that's where like uh, uh, Palpatine, like that's like, it's all about coming over to the dark side, not like on the nose, but that's getting uh, the Senate and the Republic to, um, vote on like how it's going to be you know for the evil side the dark side that's uh-huh. all about because it's all, because the phantom menace is all about the trade agreement um okay. if you remember that but yeah there's elections and debates in the phantom menace completely <laughs> uh-huh. um also uh the fantastic one of the best election movies ever election uh with yeah. reese witherspoon uh and chris klein and matthew broderick i mean that movie it's a high school election, but man, that movie is so true about any election, including presidential elections. <laughs> also, very quickly, In the Line of Fire with Clint Eastwood, Tanner 88, which is a mockumentary about an election by Robert Altman, which is fantastic, Bullworth with Warren Beatty, and Batman Returns with Michael Keaton and um, you know, Jim Carrey and all that stuff because there was a big election going on in Gotham at that time and they debate and do all that good stuff. Wait, so, what Jim Carrey was... Um... Oh, that's Batman Forever. Sorry, yeah. Batman Returns is with... Uh, Danny uh, DeVito. Sorry, Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah. Guess, yeah no, that's what I meant. Yeah, Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. He's the he's being elected. Yeah, <laughs> and he's yeah doing, he is. And he Oswald Cobblepot. Oh, so yeah. amazing. So yeah, th- those are my picks right there for election and debate movies. That's some good ones. Did you have any shows? Just Veep. Veep on HBO. Just Veep. Just Veep. Yeah. Okay. Julie Louise Dreyfus. Yeah. Well, I didn't think about Employing Dynamite. I'm going to add that to my list as well because that is a great one. And I, I love I love the fast pace. <laughs> well, one, I was happy when I watched it and they were dancing. The girls, uh, Summer was dancing to a Backstreet Boys song. Boys. <laughs> which I'm like, what election requires you have to do a, like a skit? You have to do something for the th-. I'm like, what? That's not a thing. <laughs> right. But like you realize that movie is totally like Republican and li- Democrat, right? Like, as with far summer as speech, popular, uh-huh. she only wants to do things for her cheerleader friends. Yeah, like glitter dispensers and, yeah. like you know, it's like just for her people, nobody mm-hmm. else. And then, 
and then Pedro gets up. It's like, I'll just make all your wildest dreams come true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's amazing>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that's a great one. Um, I had a lection on here as well. Cause it's so funny when I first watched that film, I hated it because I did not get it. I was like, what the fuck's wrong with Reese Witherspoon? Um, like this is so weird. And yeah, but after I watched it a second time and I was like, damn, this movie's good. Um, yeah, it's because uh, it has everything in an election that's so true in such a great way. Like Chris Klein's utter stupidity. Yes. And his sister's like wants to throw the election voter fraud. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I don't know, Matthew Broderick, Broderick, like just his character, it's still like it's frustrating. He's like, the whole point of why he didn't want um, Tracy Flick or whatever is because he was worried that she was going to like, like something could happen or what she was like, because she had an affair with the other teacher. Right. And like he left. Right. Right. He was upset about that whole thing, but she like, she's like ruthless and like she is (laughs) going to get her way no matter what. And like it was, that's, he wanted to stop that. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. And there was I, one thing I just, the thing I'll never forget about that film is that music that comes behind her that sounds almost like a screaming, crying oh, baby. Yeah. The, ah. yeah. Ah. Like, I can't even, it's like, I will never forget that sound. I would like, at first I hated it. And it just like cracks me up when I hear it. It's so, it's, it's, it's wonderful and perfect for sure. Yeah. Um, also a film from this year, uh, Irresistible with uh, Steve Carell. Oh, yeah. Did you Which watch was, it? Yeah, I did. I loved yeah. it. I like it. Was man, so this small little country pulled one over on them perfectly. It was really good. Yeah. And I love it because it it really sends that message for me. Like what I feel, I I hate the two party system. Honestly, no, I it, wish it's, it's horrible, it, and it's literally all about just like they show in parks and rec mm-hmm. like it literally is about a campaign manager just trying to do anything to get their candidate to win no matter what yes yes and exactly yeah it's it's, it's horrible mm-hmm. um so i love that movie that one the campaign with uh will ferrell and uh Zach Zach yeah yeah that's a funny one uh milk with uh sean penn from 2008 i mean he's the first openly gay politician to be elected in public office or california's first at least that's a good one um yeah those are those are my movies i had that i could think of um and then tv show wise scandal in general i just recently binged that uh especially the the episode like the season where Fitz is running again like for his second term that was a really good especially how he gets reelected is like that episode is like wow but um that and then there's a great debate where Lisa Kudrow's in that series as a democratic um candidate she tries to be the democratic primary and she does this debate with the other uh candidates and she like kills it i it was it was a really good debate it was just great seeing her in that role i love lisa kudrow unfortunately she does not get to that point she she i wish she was in way more episodes in scandal um you mentioned it parks and rec uh i love when leslie nope is running for uh what is it it's it's not city count is it city council that she's just trying to run for she's trying to run for I think, yeah, no, yeah, a city council seat. That's what she wants to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, she wants to get on the council. Yeah, just that, um, 
that whole season is just great. But also like when she officially, when she wins, like I cry every time. Cause that's, you just, well, because she's Anna, like, because, yeah. Anne tells it to her in a great way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that just, yeah, that is a great example of like her competition with Paul Rudd's like character. <laughs> so funny. Just, He's Please so just let me like, have it. Let me have it. My dad will be excited. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, just let me have it. Let me have it. Like, <laughs> it's just, but at least he's a nice person. Yeah, no, for sure. He's a but nice like the, what, guy. The person that's not nice in that show is Jam. Jam. He's, he's such like a dick. The oh worst. God, he's the worst person. I hate him so much. Like, I, that's the one thing I don't like about that show is that Leslie only gets to be on the council for such a short time, but uh i mean she does well anyways but still love that and that they have some great debates there's i think she has one that's like a really good debate too episode but and then on the really lighter notes um say by the bell when uh jesse and zach uh run for president class president actually that's the great theme of like what is it? Do people want, like, it's relevant today because I, what Jesse sees is working for Zach is how he's like the, the people and like dumbing it down. Like when she gets all serious and is like trying to talk about the issues they they can't relate. But when she like makes herself like a dumb blonde, they're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then boy meets world when what I love about that is actually they try to make Corey run as a man of the people. And then he goes against that like nerdy kid, <laughs> Alvin, and they like butt heads because they turn into a smear campaign. But what I love about that is like, they're, they're idiots. They're basically, they were, they were doing what like the election, the debate was last week, but then you've got Topanga coming in at the end. Who's talking about the issues and just being like normal. And then she wins. She just sweeps in there and is like, yeah, they're like Topanga. So I thought that was, yeah. I guess we, we have to mention West Wing as well. Oh, I never watched that show, but. Yeah, we have to, it's all about the president and yeah, we, we just have to mention it. I feel like we would get flack if we did not just mention the words West Wing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. So yeah, is that, is that, are those our TVs and movies? I think that's it. Yeah, that wraps that up. <laughs> oh my. So yeah, go check out these movies and TV shows if, you're, if you want to break from the actual debate, which seems more like a movie. Uh, but yeah, check these out. If you, if you want something, check out Election and Napoleon Dynamite for sure. I think you'll get a laugh and they're fun. Uh, and also Tanner 88, a great, you know, mockumentary about an election, which is pretty fun too. Uh, so yeah, give those a shot, but now on to our blind watch. Oh, oh yes. Lord. So <laughs> it was your pick. You've got uh-huh. a us in here. Blind watch, of course, blind watch people. This is, uh, our, our fun segment in the show where, each episode we switch off picking a movie that both of us have never seen and we watch it and now we're going to talk about it. We've had some good things. We got we to fucking make shirts with all these movies on it. Like I watched this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally picked this film only because, well, I like Dylan and Cole Sprouse uh, when they were like in Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. And, uh, and Big Daddy. They were the, he and, was the kid and Big well, Daddy. Well, not Dylan. Not the one who's Right, in the yeah, but Cole, they, Cole they look Sprouse. the same. Yeah, they look the yeah, same. Yeah, they're, they're, they're twins. They're twins. So they look exactly alike. But uh, yeah, Cole Sprouse was in Big Daddy. Um, but 
Yeah. So, but I mean, I've been happy to see their careers grow. And I saw Dylan Sprouse was in this film dismissed on, it was on Hulu. And I was like, it looked, the trailer looked really interesting. It looked like another lifetime film, honestly, but a better one. It looked way better than the, I mean, I, th- I would say it's better than Trap Model. Oh my God. Yes. No. Yeah. It, like this movie, but, this, this movie dismissed came out yeah. 2017 mm-hmm. and after watching it, the movie itself, like the story, is mm-hmm. pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, Susan. Yeah. Things fell apart quickly. Yeah, it did. It did. It was. It had a really strong premise. Like the script wasn't bad, except for the end. It falls apart in the end. Like they don't like get it strong and they have a great cast for the most part they have some really big name i mean you got dylan sprouse you've got um oh my gosh what is that randall park is his name yeah randall park randall uh, park you have chris bauer from true blood and the wire uh you have brooke dillman uh who was in super bad and yes yeah it doesn't make sense yeah, so they have a decent, solid cast, and uh, I mean, it just—it looks like you—you you figure out this kid. I honestly, I forgot the names of the characters, but uh, Dylan Sprouse's character—he's this new student who is obsessed with getting straight A's. He's like got to get a perfect. He's like a teacher's. Yeah, pet. He's, he's new to he's new to the school. Like he does, yeah. like he's a new student, and mm-hmm. his uh, name is Lucas Ward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lucas Ward, and uh, he—it's in his English class that he—he is hitting it off with the teacher right off the bat. But once he gets like a a B plus, uh, is when everything turns to shit for this teacher and Mr. Butler, Mr. Butler, Mr. Butler. That's right, Mr. Butler. We kept Uh, on saying "poor Mr. Butler" throughout this whole movie. Yeah, we did. We felt really bad for him. He was a terrible actor his wife was one of the worst by far but uh yeah they he just they were everything was fine and then he gives the kid a b for his like novel of a paper (laughs) over othello and he that if you give if you don't give him what he wants he'll basically threaten and blackmail you and that in like very elaborate ways so yeah yeah yeah, dismissed in so many words is about like a pretty decent teacher who does, you know, by the books, teacher, English teacher, new student comes in, writes this crazy paper, gives him a B plus on the paper. And then from there, it's just a dark downward spiral of violence and coercion and Mm -hmm. uh, sadistic things where it ends in death and other things that make no sense (laughs) right yeah that's where it just goes all like it's i really do love the idea behind it because you find out a lot about lucas's character that's interesting and his character ends up making sense because at first i'm like is he just like being a bad actor but then when you find out this kid is essentially he's just like a sociopath he has like no emotion at all and he's faking emotion. So he's actually really good at that. Once you figure that out, you're like, oh, okay. He's playing this character pretty well. Um, because isn't that how they start the movie out? With like yes. a little, like it's like a home movie of this mm-hmm. little kid doing 
emotions or impressions into a mirror. Yeah. You don't know why. You don't know why. You see him doing like, like happy face, sad face, angry. And it's because like this kid and you find out it was Lucas and he has no emotion whatsoever. He's basically dead inside. Uh, The only thing he cares about is getting straight A's. That is all he cares about. So it's, so how this movie played out. So first off, like Susan said, Mr. Butler and his wife, those actors and actresses, are just horrid actors mm-hmm. yeah. right from the get-go. Yep. As you, per usual, Susan and I watched this together through text. <laughs> we, we started at the same time. And like early on, we're like, what do you think about this actor? Yeah. Like, oh my God, it's terrible. <laughs> well, I said, well, I was being careful. I, I texted Brian. And I was like, how do you think, how do you think this, uh, this teacher's acting is? And you were like on a scale of one to 10, one. <laughs> I was like, okay, right. Yeah, because I, I was like, am I missing something? Like, And I realized you you said it. It feels like he was just reading the script. Like it didn't feel like there was any emotion behind him. And even there's things that happen throughout the film. He just doesn't have the appropriate emotions that he should have. Reaction, yeah. There's yeah, reactions. Time. Yeah, it's just, it's like he's trying to have them. And it's weird. It's very <laughs> off. So... As the movie goes on, it gets a B plus. Random things start to happen to this teacher. Like none of his markers work for his dryer race board. It starts off light like a prank. Yeah. But then it goes into some really awkward territory where this kid, uh, Lucas Ward, convinces his fellow classmate, um, this girl, that the teacher likes her and that she should flaunt it and try to get him to have sex with her, which of course Lucas has set up cameras inside the classroom to try to get this to happen. Which I will say that was something that wasn't well written. I think before they did that, because it's alluded as if like she's had a crush on this teacher this whole time. I think they should have set that up a little bit more. I think we should have seen her at least show more interest for this teacher because it was, it felt very random for him to just be like, oh yeah, he's totally into you. And then like, like, how did he know that she would be so excited from that? Because she never showed any sort of crush towards the teacher. So it was like, that's a very, cause most students, I feel like if a guy told me, can you tell the English teacher has a crush on you? I'd be like, the fuck? Oh my God. And he Let's does report nothing, him. Right. And well, and like the Mr. Butler does nothing to this girl to insinuate that there right. is a relationship other than a teacher and a student. Yeah. Like so, I think what would have been better is at the very least show that she was like a teacher's pet or that she was like a big time, like, like that they had a good, you know, like a teacher's favorite and like, oh yeah, you're my best student, like that kind of thing. Cause it just felt, she was just a normal student, like any other, so that they could have set that up better for sure. Cause it was, that was very, that was just random. No, it, it didn't make sense. And then no. also in the film, the teacher, the high school teacher is applying for a job at a university to be a professor and Lucas sabotages that somehow. It doesn't make sense how, but it sabotages yeah. it somehow. Uh, and then, you know, it gets more insane and diabolical. And that's when the, this teacher, Mr. Butler, finds out that Lucas has been uh, 
let go from other schools. So he tries to contact other teachers mm-hmm. and they tell some crazy stories about him. And they're like, they're just like, let it go, man. Give him the A because he ruined yeah. my life. Yeah. And then on top of that, Mr. Butler visits Lucas's house where his dad is there. And his dad is deathly afraid of his son. For some reason that is not known. <laughs> yeah. Best actor in the film is his dad. <laughs> yeah, but like he's drinking, he's trying to get a job, yeah. but he does not stand up to his high school scrawny son. Like it doesn't make yeah. sense. Like this is a big dude and uh-huh. he's just deathly afraid of his son of what he might do. I don't know. So mm-hmm. it all culminates on top of, well, not all culminates, but it gets to the point where they're on top of the school building and what happens? Uh well, I mean, spoiler alert, this whole thing is a spoiler alert, but he, you know, there's an incident where eventually he, he gets the girl, he pushes the girl off the, the yeah, top the of girl the building. Who he's convinced that the teacher yeah. has liked him mm-hmm. and she's not doing her job well enough. Yeah. So, uh, well, because because the teacher is not interested and he's not like some pervy, t- he's actually a good dude. Yeah. And so he does not respond to her actions. So his video isn't going to work. He's like, well, my video is not going to work. But if I kill her and make it look like suicide and write, have her write a letter... Like, uh, yeah, um, something like, oh, I can't... This last time it just really messed with me that what we yeah. did. And so as this is all happening... Nobody believes the teacher about this kid. Yeah. And so his wife has kicked him out. He's been let go from his high school. Like his life is in shambles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. after this murder that he's blamed for, <laughs> like that the teacher is blamed for, Mr. Butler is still not uh, giving in to Lucas, which what happens? Which that, well, I mean, he fights back, so I won't reveal everything, but because of that, yeah, uh, Lucas comes back and hits him in an even harder way. Uh, <laughs> basically, the worst thing, like, I, I just can't believe, I don't really want to reveal, I won't spoil that much, but, but it, it's Why bad. Not? Nobody's going to see this movie. All right, fine, <laughs> fine. He fucking kills his wife. He kills his wife. <laughs> Which is like so insane uh, to me. Thank God he doesn't kill the baby, but almost did though. Almost did. Yeah, almost did. Almost killed the baby, but uh, yeah. So so he kills the wife, and and that's another time when this actor does not show appropriate emotion. I feel like his reaction to his wife getting killed was so underwhelming. I'm like, I, I don't because know. we don't actually see Dylan kill his wife. Yeah. We just see that he shows up to the house and the wife, because he's in the shower when he shows up. Mr. Yeah. Butler's in the shower when he shows up, when Dylan, or when, not Dylan Spruce, but uh, Lucas Ward shows up mm-hmm. and the wife's like, what's happening? Who are you? And the next thing you see is Mr. Butler coming out of the shower with a towel on. Mm-hmm. And he just sees his dead wife on the floor. We don't know what happened, what we think that she don't was. Don't even know. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, how'd you kill him? And like his reaction doesn't make, I mean, how, what was his reaction? It was like calm. It was just like, Oh, 
like trying to have emotion, like trying to seem shocked and stuff. And then he sees her and he checks to make sure the baby's not next to her and it's not. So like you would think like when this happens, you would like be calling 911. You would be listening yeah. to her breath, you know, slapping her, doing chest compressions. I feel like and you'd be like, like freaking out. You're like, no, like, like I feel like a lot of times that's when you're like, like a scream, like, no, or you could even, you could even like have him try to scream and go mute or something. But like, it yeah, was we, just we didn't get that. Yeah, it was not yeah. that. So after that, so and then Lucas Ward took stole the baby. Mm-hmm. Ends up back <laughs> at the classroom in the English classroom in the dark <sighs> with the worst climactic battle ever. Horrible, <laughs> horrible. I can't. We we went through all of that just to basically like see Lucas sort of explain something on the board and then I mean honestly it was great like uh this teacher legit threw papers at him like just like a file of papers at yeah him. <laughs> he just threw some a few sheets of paper at him and then that leads to like a choking thing and I mean Lucas doesn't die but yeah, but the school re or the police office. Oh yeah, we forgot to talk about the detective. Oh my oh, god, you were just <laughs> obsessed with that detective with the leather jacket. So they bring in a detective throughout the movie to you know feel out the situation of the murder and everything. And this mm-hmm. detective has basically just like a ridiculous mustache, and he <laughs> in a suit, but instead of a jacket suit, he wears this ridiculous leather jacket. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god because it's just like stereotypical detect police detectives got to wear a leather jacket not yeah. be like in uniform but it's so ridiculous it looks like they got it at like target <laughs> yeah it's a little snug yeah <laughs> it's a little i don't think he could zip it up or button it but it's really funny it. yeah, yeah. It- oh god i was laughing through the whole movie with that yeah brian it, it tickled brian for sure that yeah. had stuff, i kept but... texting susan like this leather jacket look at this guy and his mustache <laughs> <laughs> yeah he he was something but but when was he the cop that comes in too yeah he's, really? the, he's yeah. the cop that comes in Convenient. he's like don't do it mr butler don't do it and I'm like, dude, do it. He just killed would, your wife. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm thinking that, I, yeah, like, I just thought there was going to be some eye gouge or, like, bash him in the head with that apple he gave him, something. And it was just, like, oh, I'm going to choke you a little. I'll throw some paper and choke you a little. You're good. You're going to live. I don't know what happens to you. Dude, Lord what knows what happens. That kid. Are you serious? He was a kid. He's gonna be what in juvenile detention for a few years? He ain't yeah. going to jail. That dude he, like messed up people's lives. Like, no way, man. <laughs> he killed a lot of people. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're right. He's gonna do juvie, but I'm like, he murdered quite a bit of people. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna so, be trying a kid. No, it doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, so, it, it, it it abruptly ends. <laughs> oh yeah, it just abruptly ends with him walking with his baby, and it's like that's it. It it was like, and it doesn't feel closure at all. It feels very weird. Yeah, he doesn't talk to cops. He doesn't talk to the police. Except he's like, do you just go? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I'm like, he's just, it almost looks like he's like walking in an alley or something. It's weird. And like, gets like black and stuff. And then boom, done. Uh, so it's a different take for Dylan Sprouse, for sure, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. 
Uh, I highly suggest instead of watching this movie, you watch Banana Split with him. It's on Netflix now. That is way better. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, oh, this movie. It's it, like we said, the story and script are actually there. Like, script's not bad. Yeah. Like, good dialogue, but like delivery and the actors really bring it down. And then it just like kind of culminates. Like, it, it's almost as if they ran out of budget and they didn't know how to end the movie in a good way. And they're like, we're just going to yeah. don't have any more money. We can't do anything else. And it's weird to me. Like, I guess, you know, the, these good actors like Randall Park that's in mm-hmm. here and, uh, and Chris Bauer, I would imagine they were only on set for a day. So their day rate was not bad. They can afford it. But to have somebody on this shoot, maybe we can say two or three weeks, they couldn't afford it. So they got the worst actors ever yeah uh, maybe you're right yeah that's what i mean that's the only thing i can see think because like you know if you have you know an actor like randall park you know in 2017 where he has a famous series or chris bauer had a famous series you know to have them on a movie for three weeks you know you might have to pay them a couple million dollars if not more whereas maybe a one-day shoot they might be able to get away with like fifty thousand dollars and they yeah. could promote the movie with their names on it Right. And that's why they got these, you know, actors for scale and they just weren't that good. Like, I can't imagine Mr. Butler, the, the actor's name, Kent Osborne, mm-hmm. and his wife, Alicia Delmore, in an audition and them saying, like, yeah, we're going with you. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it either. worked out. Uh, because when you see it, you're just like, man, this acting's really terrible. Yeah. It would have been so much better if, if just the teacher, if just Mr. Butler was like a strong lead like a, a good actor yeah that would have been a much better film but there, there's a lot of weak acting um and then they just there are things that though the like the meat of the script is good there are things that could have made it so much stronger like i said set up that this this student that why there would be a crush there and give us a better ending and show us what the hell happened to the wife like like that could have been a really good showdown to show that first and then show something even bigger at the school. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, like swim fan. Like yeah. Like that. swim fan. Like swim swim fan. Fan. Yeah. I love swim fan. They do that. She has like multiple high, like exciting climaxes there at the end there. And then you've got this big ending when she drowns in the pool, which makes sense because the whole movie, you know, she doesn't swim. She can't yeah. swim. So it just, it's things like that. It just, the script was a little irresponsible with this. It was, it was. Um, and Dylan, Dylan, I actually bought him as this sociopath. Like, yeah. he was fine. He was good. He, he did his job. Um, his stare I, was, down was scary. He scared me. Yeah, no, he had, a, he has a good uh, uh, long distance stare. Like, he would <laughs> scare, you. scary. Um, so who knows? I mean, do I want a Blu-ray of this movie with tons of bonus features on it? Yes, I do. Really? Because I want, I want a behind the scenes of this and like seeing on-set footage of the director like saying to these actors, that was a good job and like they're yeah. having a good time and like an outtakes or something because I think this would be a fun movie because it's a serious movie. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious on where that, where that, it would be fun to watch that again <laughs> with that type of 
going into it. But uh, yeah, do we, can we recommend this movie? No, <laughs> I cannot. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't a bad blind watch for us. I think we had fun watching it, but I don't know. Like I just try to picture if I had to like, if that was a pick I made Trevor watch, I think just sitting through some of those, some of the dialogue with the the, act, the bad actors, I think he would look at me and be like, are you serious right now? Like, yeah. Yeah, like I don't know if he, watching? yeah, I don't know if someone could finish it just from that point. Is this a better movie than Pathology? I think so. I think story-wise, story-wise. Or script-wise, yes. Yeah. Definitely not like camera-wise or no. performance-wise, no. Right, right. Pathology is a better-made film and obviously all good actors in Pathology. The acting yeah. was great and a better production, better, better shot, all of that. But Pathology went so like, went off the deep end it went off it was it had no this at least stayed on track Uh this had this had a cohesive idea it just didn't it didn't like it could have been better it just could have been better so yeah script wise i would give it to this film yeah yeah it's uh we said a good thing about about dismissed it's not the worst we've watched yet no, not the worst. Not the worst. <laughs> is, is is Geek Charming still the best one we've watched? <laughs> I probably really would say Geek Charming is my favorite one we've watched. Honestly, wouldn't you? Yeah, we had the most fun watching that. For I mean, I, like I had fun watching Ricky O just I, because it's so silly. But I, yeah. Geek Charming's better, the better movie. <laughs> right, right. I need to say Ricky O. But yeah, yeah, I think so. Geek Charming was uh, surprisingly much better than I thought it would be. So, yeah. <laughs> it all comes back to Geek Charming. Always. Oh, my. <laughs> all right. So that's our blind watch this week. That was um, Susan's pick. It'll be my pick. And we are definitely going horror for Halloween for sure. So I'm going to no have doubt. to dive deep 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 into some horror movies that i have never seen so that is going to be a tough one but oh, we'll see we'll no. see we'll see <laughs> uh but yeah now we're up on our um to round out this show this no bs with ryan and susan show honorable mentions which is where we talk about movies and tv shows we've been watching that we want to recommend and tell you about so susan well, um, I gotta say, I really enjoyed the new film On the Rocks with Bill Murray and Rashida Jones and Marlon Wayans. Uh, it's, Sophia did you watch Coppola, that one, Brian? Right? Sophie Coppola, right? It is the new Sophia Coppola awesome, film. Awesome. I haven't seen which, it yet. I do want to watch it. It feels nothing like a Sophia Coppola film because it's very lighthearted. And really? That's it's not just like, like a. Yeah, what? That's not like her. Like, no, I know. It, meaningful, it, dry comedy stuff. Yeah, it feels actually almost Woody Allen-esque, but I mean, without like, a, you know, an old man going after a young child kind of thing. That's not it. <laughs> uh, because Bill Murray is Rashida Jones's father, and they suspect that her husband, Marlon Wayans, is cheating on her. So it's it's just this nice little, uh, well, they're stalking, essentially, trying to trail him the whole time and figure out uh, what's going on there. But it's, it's really, it's really touching. It's sweet. Uh, I call it a delight. Uh, it's not like, Wayne's in it. He's okay. He is, he's not the strongest of the three. Like there are moments where I think he could have been better. Cause I do think he's a good actor. Um, 
But Bill Murray is phenomenal. He's just so great. And uh, Rashida Jones is good too. Uh, it's They have really good chemistry. It's just a it, – it, it makes you want to spend more time with your dad. It'll definitely do that. Good. So I, I I highly recommend that one. I think it's a nice one during this uh, COVID time. Nice. And uh, I think – I know you watched this one too, but the documentary, The Way I See It. I loved it. Loved it so much. I think I talked yeah. about it. Yeah. I guess you might have already talked about it, but yeah. Oh, would just say On the Rocks is, is available in maybe like landmark theaters right now, but it's going to be on Apple TV on October 23rd. So oh, perfect, for people perfect. who do want to see it, it'll be on Apple TV. Uh, but yeah, the way I see it is that so if you already talked about it, maybe I don't really need to go into it. No, but it. like I, I said, like I said, it was one of the best documentaries I've seen in years. It mm-hmm. was, it made me cry, made me happy, made me mad. Mm-hmm. Current situation. What do you, what did you think? All of that. I cried a lot more than I thought I would just from good moments, just from moments of this guy who was the official, uh, white house photographer, he was there for through uh, Obama's two terms, and I guess a little bit of Trump's, but uh, he just, just the photos he took and like the video you see of how compassionate and kind and caring and sweet like Obama was, just like a decent human being. And in these situations that were heartbreaking, just the things that he says, how he handled them, like you forget, like it's been four years and I've forgotten how a president can talk and right. act and it that's what moved me that's what made me cry because i'm like i feel like like maybe i just took it for granted because i never thought we'd we'd have someone like what we have now and just feel like there's all these documentaries right now that are trying to they're trying to show and prove it's like even with video proof though some people won't change their mind so it is it's sad but Very that sad. that movie God, I wish, I hope everybody watches it. It's a must-see. That one's a must. Um, also, on Netflix, they released the uh, Chris Watts documentary, American Murder, The Family Next Door. So, you- I, yeah, so I, that was in my preview content to review, and I, it, I had so much other stuff that I didn't get a chance to watch it. I really want to, so I do plan on watching it. It's so good. I really liked it because I just think that is a great use of, or great editing, such great to, to take all of the footage that they had, text messages that they had. There's no like, there's no interviews. There's no narration. Any interviews is just interviews from previous like news interviews or something like that. It's not like a, it's just taking what they have and sorting it all together. Um, but I, I thought it was a great documentary. I, I'm fascinated by that story because I don't know. I still just want to understand what possessed that man to do what he did. Um, and he's a vile human being. Uh, but it's a great documentary. Um, that is on Netflix now. And then The Lie just released on Amazon today, starring Joey King. Um, I think, is that Peter Sarsgaard? It might. Peter Sarsgaard. Like well, one of the scars guards. <laughs> well, I always get them mixed up. I always get them. Is it the guy up. from it? Is it the guy? From, yeah, which one is it? Stellan, Peter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like who is it? I want to say it's Peter. Alexander. <laughs> There's two. Yeah, many. it's the it's the one who uh, is with Maggie Gyllenhaal. 
okay. So, oh, which one is that? <laughs> My thing will work. Peter Sarsgaard. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, uh, that's, I, it is an interesting film. That's one I really want you to watch, Brian, because I'm curious what you'll think of that one. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but it just starts with uh, um, two parents are trying to cover up their daughter's, uh, they, the daughter murdered murdered her friend um, accidentally, and uh, they want to they want to do whatever they can to cover, cover it up. It up. So I'll leave it at that. It is uh, very interesting. Um, it's on Amazon, Amazon now. And then speaking of Amazon too, I have been watching, I just not too long ago went ahead and binged The Boys season one because Trevor had already watched it. Yes, so good. And I think I like season two even more. I'm not fully caught up. Oh, we are on episode six. Need to watch six. We're going to wait for the, the final episode to come out for the season, but it is so good. Yeah, The Boys is great. So if you don't watch The Boys, so I was there when The Boys issue number one comic book came out by Garth Ennis. I read them all, uh, and I'm so happy that they made a TV show and they made it this good. Mm-hmm. It, it is not for the faint of heart, not no. for the, not if you have a uh, little soft tummy, mm-hmm. uh, it, it goes places and yeah. it is some of the best character development and acting from a supervillain ever with a guy named Homelander who's supposed to be basically like Superman and Captain America, but is anything yeah. but. And yeah. He is amazing in this show. He is. But like there, I mean, it is strong frank sexual content gore beyond what you can believe uh language like it and it basically the boys is about you know their superheroes in the world are trying to save the world basically but these superheroes are assholes and you kind of like that saying you gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet so like their destruction so kind of like in avengers when like the big explosion happens and innocent people die they should be held accountable for it. So there is a group of people not sanctioned usually by anybody, but secretly by, you know, some FBI that go out and try to kill these superheroes because they are just killing people and getting away with it. Like innocent people on their way to their jobs. So, mm-hmm. but it turns out these superheroes are actually pretty terrible. <laughs> At least a few of them are. At least a few of them. Some of them are good. Some of them are good people. And I'm so glad Susan's watching this because this show is so good. It is. I really <laughs> like it. It was really hard not to keep, like, we almost finished this weekend up until the final episode. Trevor was like, no, we're going to, like, we need something. Spread it out. until." Yeah, it's like- we're, yeah. so after this podcast, Susan and I are going to talk about this because we can't <laughs> have spoilers for this. But, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to hear your take. Yeah, yeah. The Boys, amazing. Amazon so Prime. <laughs> Uh, a couple of mine are, uh, there's a new Netflix series out that's out now called Deaf U. Season one, Deaf U, D-E-A-F-U, means uh, there's an all-deaf university for deaf people, uh, where the, these kids can go to college uh, for deaf people. And it's set up like a reality, or not a reality show, like, you know, it's like a reality show. And it's more about them hooking up and sex than anything. Wow. And the first episode, I was like, I like this, but it's like the same shit I have ever I've seen. And then, man, 
the cliffhanger of the first episode, you're like, holy shit. <laughs> well, didn't see that coming. And then it's just like that series of things happening in Deaf You. And you're just like, wow, this is crazy. So Deaf You definitely recommended on uh, Netflix. Another Netflix uh, movie that's out in time for Halloween is Vampires vs. the Bronx. It is a great, wonderful film set in the Bronx with vampires. It's very reminiscent of the Lost Boys, Attack the Block, uh, and stuff like that. So it's really fun. There's a great message to it of the class system, race, and um, uh, what's that word I'm looking for, where you tear down old neighborhoods and bring them back up. Uh, Renovate. Oh, not the one I was looking no. for. There's a, there's a, like a political term for it. Oh. I'm trying to remember what it's called, but yeah, there's basically you're taking a poor neighborhood and building big condos on oh, it. Oh yeah. I'm trying to remember the, the word I'm looking for, which has escaped me, but there's a, there's that in it, but it's, it follows a group of uh, four kids and they're hilarious. And they're like, there's vampires out there. And then none of the adults <laughs> believe them. And it's and the, the vampires are scary but it's like a PG-13 movie, so it's like for, you know, for the whole family. And uh-huh. uh, it's really fun. Good movie. They did a good job. Uh, and then the, the last one I'll mention uh, is The Boys and the Band, which is also a new movie on Netflix. Originally a 1968 Broadway play of the same name that was made into a movie in 1970, in 1970 by William Friedkin. Uh, who did The Exorcist, and then now they revived it a couple years ago off-Broadway with basically the same cast that's in the movie, and it's about, uh, takes place in 1968, New York City, about a group of gay guys who gather for their friend's birthday, and all their turmoil, and it kind of like, uh, I would say that, you know, back then and even now, when uh, gay people were coming out, they were met with you know, just harshness and not good stuff. And a lot of that stuff happens within themselves first. So they have to get over the fact that they don't hate themselves for being that way. So everybody goes through that aspect in this movie and it's based on a play and it all takes place in one location. It's really good. It's, it's funny, it's musical Mm -hmm. and it's really sad and emotional. Um, It's really good. So definitely recommend the boys in the pan. I really like that. Um, and I hear good things. No, it's great. And then, um, as far as a Blu-ray or 4K goes, next week comes out the 20th anniversary of Requiem for a Dream, mm. Darren Aronofsky's film. Uh, it's the director's cut and highly, highly must own 4K version because it's a brand new transfer. It looks amazing. There's a Dolby Atmos track on it, which oh my god, incredible. <laughs> And there's over an hour of brand new extras with brand new interviews with cast and crew. Pretty good. Uh, And that movie is very difficult to watch, but so amazing. And uh, yeah, highly recommend that if you can purchase that. Uh, Definitely worth your money. Yeah. So uh, other than that, I think that is our episode of No BS with Brian and Susan. I believe our next episode will... Well, let's give him the treat or trick. What are we doing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do something Halloween themed, I'm sure. So. 
I'm very excited about that. I feel like we should be in costume for this podcast <laughs> next time. <laughs> Maybe I'll wear my cat ears. <laughs> Your cat ears. There you go. I'll try to find something ears. to wear. I'll wear a mask. My eyes watch up mask. It's very COVID related because we're in masks and cloaks and gloves. Very hard to talk through that, I'm sure. <laughs> it will. Uh, no BS with Brian and Susan. Thank you for listening. Susan, where can everybody find you? can find me at thischicksflicks.com um on twitter at thischicksflicks city of irving youtube channel uh ictn.tv instagram facebook google it's all there google susan you'll <laughs> find her <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I'm Brian. You can find me on Boomstick Comics, High Def Digest, Screen Rant, YouTube, and Instagram, where I'm posting all sorts of really fun things. Most recently, you can find a video of me on YouTube uh, showcasing the top 10 horror movies from the Criterion Collection. It's pretty funny. Nice. Give that a watch. And uh, listen to this show. We're on iTunes and Spotify and iHeartRadio and Stitcher Radio. We love you, and uh, go out and vote. Oh, yes. Uh, if there's anything this, this podcast is about, please vote, guys. Vote. There you go. We love you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>